Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We welcome you to another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast here on this early Wednesday morning as I record this after Kyle Smith spoke at the Combine. Uh, One bit of big news that we found out, uh, which we mentioned in our last episode, uh, and really we didn't get any confirmation, any details on this, but we think happened Tuesday night. In Indianapolis was that Tua Tagovailoa was going to meet with the Redskins. Now, we all assume, or we should assume, um, that the Redskins had their full allotment, uh, I believe they confirmed that, um, of interviews that they were going to do, 45, which they should, absolutely. Um, so I assume that's not going to be the only quarterback that they meet. As a matter of fact, I would... Probably presume by the time you listen to this, we might find out that Joe Burrow actually met with the Washington Redskins as well. He said he's more than willing to go number one. He never said he was more than willing to go to the Cincinnati Bengals by name. Uh, he said he would play, but that was as that was as neutral of a declarative statement that everybody like crazy people ran with um, and. Everybody is going to look like a fool, in my opinion. I could be wrong on that, but anyway. All right, so Kyle Smith, Vice President of Player Personnel, met with the media today, uh, Tuesday, for the first time since getting his new promotion, for the first time since Bruce Allen um, has been gone, and uh, he wasn't allowed to talk under Bruce Allen. So this is a new age. Uh, This is a new step for the Washington Redskins. Kyle Smith, the number one A, number two, however you want to put it, football man in the organization. And he thanked Dan Snyder and talked about the process of getting going. What's up, guys? What up, Kyle? How you doing, man? Uh, First, just want to take a little bit to uh, uh, take an opportunity to thank Mr. Snyder and uh, Coach Rivera for the opportunity obviously to oversee both sides. I've been the college director the last couple of years, two and a half years, um, but the opportunity to uh, take on a new role and overseeing the uh, free agency as well has been, uh, it's been awesome. Um, I want to thank our staff. Uh, first, the pro side, Alex Santos, uh, Jeff Scott, Richard Mann, uh, BZ, Brent Capriel, those guys has made this transition uh, extremely easy for me. Um, that side kind of runs itself. Uh, we've had free agency meetings. We picked that up a little bit earlier than we will moving forward just to kind of get uh, used to the situation. Um, uh, college department, Tim Gribble has taken on a new role, and he's, he's always been a tremendous leader uh, for our college department. Uh, all of our area guys look up to him. Uh, he's done a great job. Uh, as far as the combine, what I love about the combine, especially for these area guys, it's a time for you to be done with your reports, kind of kick back, relax, uh, watch the interviews, watch how your guys perform at a, in a high kind of uh, uh, high stress level. Um, you can also, if you got guys that have low uh, draft grades on, and all of a sudden you're sitting there and he's a cornerback and he runs four three five and they start skyrocketing up the board, uh, it's an opportunity to kind of enjoy that situation. Um, I want to thank Jeff Foster in the combine. Uh, this is a new kind of environment. It's a new role. Uh, we're all kind of getting adjusted to it, but these, these guys, it's always first class uh, for these guys, and they do a great job. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say before opening it up, uh, any players that we have uh, that are free agents, uh, about to be unrestricted free agents, 
uh, we're working through those those situations. Um, any guys that are under contract right now, uh, they're expected to report. I know there's been some things in the newspapers. Uh, we expect those guys to report, and they're a part of the Redskins uh, moving forward. I'm not going to talk about any guys that are under contract. All right, and then anything you guys got. How has the process been different with Brian? What is he? What are you guys doing differently in this whole off-season process in terms of evaluating the things that may you guys may not have done before? Yeah, well, it's been it's been pretty similar to be honest with you. As far as the draft process, you know, I've, I've set the, the college scouts came in on the 31st and we met till the 13th. Uh, you know, that meeting is the same as last year. I've run those meetings as far as setting the board. Uh, we get together, we sign value. The, the things that have changed is kind of the grading chart. We're transitioning to more of a color-coded system, uh, keeping numeric value on the college side, but so that we're all speaking the same language. Um, Coach Rivera now will take a step in. Uh, once that board was set, we'll give him all of the players that we want him to evaluate as long as the coaching staff. And then in April, we'll all get together as a, co as a coaching staff and a personnel staff and, and make the decision. Coach and I will sit down at the end of the day when it comes to free agents that we're signing. Uh, guys that we're going to draft, and we'll make that decision together. Have you guys determined your priorities for free agency? Uh, yes, we've gone through. We've set our core. Uh, we've set our core on our team. We've evaluated our team first in those core meetings, and that's the most important thing. Uh, we've changed schemes. Obviously, you guys know this. We went from 34 to a 43. Um, so now we're just kind of finding out, okay, what guys fit, what guys might we have to find another role for. Um, and we've kind of identified who our core players are and, and what positions that we're going to be attacking in the offseason, whether it be free agency or, or the draft. What positions are you guys planning on Where do you feel like the positions of need are for the team right now? Well, right now we're still working through it. We got a good idea. You know what I mean? We got a good idea, but uh, we'll keep that internal uh, and we'll let that thing uh, process unfold. Do you expect you guys will be active in free agent? Will this be a more active free agent year than maybe some others? Well, it's, it's hard to tell. I think you're always going to be, we'll always be aggressive to add to our roster and upgrade our roster if we can. Uh, you want to try to ideally take care of your own. Uh, set yourself, use free agency to set yourself up for the draft if you have needs, if you have what we call needs or positions of focus. Um, but, you know, like as far as, as far as setting our needs and saying we're going in after this, we won't know until uh, free agency unfolds what players are available. You know, uh, but we evaluate everybody, both free agency and draft. And once those positions and uh, Rob Rogers is talking to agents, and, uh, and I'll be talking to agents. And once the market falls on this guy or the market falls on that guy, then we'll attack. But you can start off with saying we need X, Y, Z, but all of a sudden a high value target becomes available. Uh, you've got to you've got to attack it. Kyle, to have yourself and Tom Telesco, Dave Caldwell, all from the same high school on this stage, what's that mean to you? And yeah, yeah, no, it's kind of it's St. Francis High School. It's 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 crazy, you know, when you think back to it. And there's a lot of other guys. I mean, uh, in the league, uh, Brian Dayball, OC, uh, uh, that was in Buffalo last year, and uh, you know the Polian boys, and um, it's kind of cool. We've talked to our coaches, our high school coaches. Now we were at different times, uh, different. You know, they're a little bit older than me. Uh, but to have from the same high school uh, guys and the personnel, and they're obviously general managers, uh, but it's cool. What Coach Smith have to say about your uh, chance? Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's fired up. Although I got text messages from them, and, and they're all fired up for the opportunity as much as I am. When you reflect on your journey from you know from there, from Buffalo, from St. Francis to where you are now, what, what do you think of? That? Well, it's just about the it's it's football, man. I mean, I, I was born and raised in this game, and and the things that I learned in high school. Uh, from those coaches is a lot of the same things that you 
uh, attack as a scout. I mean, it's discipline, it's high energy, it's leadership, it's all those qualities that you love about football players, self-starters, driven, all those things, you, you, that translates to whatever profession that you decided to go down, and that's from Coach Smith. The decisions that have been made so far, Josh Norman, Jordan Reed, I think we can all figure out why those made. I'm curious if you can just walk us through the process of you and Ron and, and Rob Rogers or Santos, whoever's all involved in that process. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, there's the evaluation process, right? And that involves everybody's scouts, coaches, you know, and we get together and we got together in rooms and we talked about the pros and cons of each player. We, we talked about uh, the fits of each player and, and we talked about how much their value is of each player. Uh, then at the end of the day, Coach Rivera and I went behind closed doors and, and looked at that roster and we said, okay, what do we want to do? Uh, who do we want to move forward with and who do we not? And, uh, and that's how the decision was made. You said the college scouting is pretty much staying the same way with you making the draft board and Gribbs in an increased role. Correct. On the free agency side of things, how does that shake out? Does, does Alex take on a bigger role? Does Rob have a bigger role? Yeah, free agency is, is will be the same. I mean, Alex Santos is still our director of pro personnel. Um, this year, just the meetings, I ran those meetings as far as asking the questions. I mean running the meetings. I'm talking about the guy that's that's kind of facilitating, okay, uh, what's the value of the player? Where do we see this guy fit? Um, that's what running the meeting, putting the board, magnets on the board, and uh, assigning value to each player. That That's kind of what I've been doing on the college and now doing on the pro as well. And Ron talked about wanting to get younger. How much of a priority is that for you? Well, I think the priority, it's not as much age as it is just the football player first, you know, and then I think ideally every team would love to, you know, build through the draft, be young, have that young contract too. Um, but we're going to take and we're going to keep whoever we feel is uh, a best value for the Redskins. All right, so that's part one of Kyle Smith, Vice President of Player Personnel from the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis on Tuesday. Uh, not giving us a whole lot of detail, but you start to just peel the layers back a little bit about the type of things that they're looking for. Uh, clearly, they want to get younger, but they have to make sure that they're not younger and more uh, inconsistent, uh, more unprepared, uh, and quite honestly, stupider you know, and dumber. Just because you're younger doesn't mean you're better. You know, we found out some of these young guys don't know how to work, and some of these young guys don't know how to play, and some of these young guys don't know how to stay out of trouble off the field. All right, coming up, part two, Kyle Smith, Vice President of Player Personnel for the Washington Redskins. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What's up, guys? If you've been a listener of this podcast, the Locked On Redskins podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Redskins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Redskins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Locked On Redskins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, that's text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you.
All right, I'm Chris Russell. We welcome you back. Nice to have you with us right here on LOR. Don't forget, Ron Rivera, we're going to have him in our next get-together, our next podcast. He is speaking Wednesday afternoon at the Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Back to Kyle Smith, the vice president of player personnel for the Washington Redskins. What is the final say on a, on a free agent? It's yeah, it's a collaborative deal. Uh, it really is. It's between coach and I. Um, I know coach talked about it in his opening press conference. Uh, it truly will be a collaborative effort. Um, I wish I had something to tell you that, as far as the draft process, we're going to set the board and we're going to be sitting there, and then coach is going to come in, grab whatever board, and we not know what we're going to do and say this is who we're taking, or, or vice versa. Me doing that. It's it's not that way. Uh, we're going to have the meetings, let the process unfold. We believe in our process. Um, we're going to talk through everything, coaches, value, all those things. Uh, we'll set the board together in there in April. Uh, there is a preliminary board as far as the draft right now and free agency. Uh, but once the coaches come in in April, we will sit in there and literally go through each thing, each scenario, and set it together so everybody's on the same page and everybody's working together. Has that been an adjustment doing that collaborative thing? Is that, has that been kind of a thing that you guys have had to get used to? Or? No, it's. I mean, it's it's it was pretty natural. I think that's what uh, with Coach Rivera and I, you know, sitting down from the first very first conversation we had uh, at Mr. Snyder's house. Uh, we talked through. I talked through our process and what we've been doing with the draft and the type of players we've been looking for. Um, and, and he talked about his process and what he kind of ideally sees us going. And that's what we did. We kind of meshed it together, uh, and we'll move forward, and, and we work well together. When was that meeting? The meeting? Yeah. Coach Coach Rivera after Coach was hired. Oh, it was after he was hired. Yeah. Did you have to, like, sell yourself for this job? Did you go in with a plan, this is how I want to run things? No. I went in and answered questions, you know, kind of what my job responsibilities were and, and, and kind of talked to, you know, what I've been doing the last couple of years and what I would do in, in certain positions and how would I do uh, free agency and how would I do those things, and, and that's how it kind of went down. It's a short sample, but are things running better now than they were previously? I love the way things are running. I mean, it's very smooth. Uh, like I said, our relationship, the working relationship has been outstanding. Um, you know, he's really taken a step back as far as uh, the draft was concerned and just said, listen, do your thing with setting the board. Um, run your meetings how you've been doing it. Um, do the changes that you wanted to make as far as the grading and the color-coded system that I mentioned. Do all that thing and, and do your thing there. Once the coaches come in and we eva- the coaches evaluate, then he and I will then sit down and figure out, okay, what direction are we going to go. Carl, you mentioned the fact that the draft is something that you're seeing a lot of that product step back from that. In a scenario where you guys might be entertaining stepping back or moving back to the draft, how would that happen? Talking about the trade? Yeah, trade. yeah, well, trade scenarios, we'll talk through all that stuff. I mean, that's part of you know, those three, four, five days leading up to the draft, we'll go through every scenario. Obviously, we're the second pick in the draft. We're the first of 32 teams that has three potential options, moving up, going back, or, or taking a pick, um, taking the guy that we want. Uh, but we will go through every scenario of, you know, how far back would we go and if that scenario came, or what if this guy or this team called, what do they have available? Uh, so we'll go through all those scenarios so that draft night, when those opportunities come, uh, we'll be ready to roll. Kyle, how much have you uh, leaned on your dad as your career has progressed here? Uh, big time. Obviously, uh, you know, he was a general manager for 10 years. Um, he kind of had the uh, – he, the way I kind of explain it is he had a hard road to get his foot in the door. Uh, he was a gym teacher for 15 years in Rhode Island. And uh, after his last year as a gym teacher, he would drive to New England Patriots Stadium and do – uh, unpaid intern work until he got a paid intern opportunity. 
then obviously worked his way up to become a general manager. Um, I had the easy road. You know, I had a, a dad who was a GM, 10 years made a call and got me an internship uh, with the Redskins. Um, he told me that day when I got the job, he said, you know, uh, I got your foot in the door, what you do from here is on you. Um, everything that I've done philosophy-wise, he trained me, obviously raised me. Um, he and Scott Campbell are the two guys that I kind of rely on as far as my training as a scout. Um, but there's not a scenario. I still talk to him every day about players. And, you know, every once in a while he'll ask me, uh, you know, who you dating, what's her name, what she look like. Okay, great, tell me about that Alabama pass question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's kind of our relationship. Uh, but I rely heavily on every scenario he's been through because he's held just about every title that there is. He was an intern. He was an uh, uh, area scout, pro scout, college director, pro director, assistant GM. You know what I mean? So he's been through a lot of experiences. And, and you know, in my position now, I'll, I'll rely on him heavily. Kyle, obviously, uh, Chase Young is a guy that's often mentioned with uh, the number two pick. How much have you personally watched him play in person on tape every game or in the house you seen him in person? Yeah, well, Chase, uh, you know, I, I've done the – the school call on all these guys obviously as a college director I've been on the road uh, uh, most of the year so uh, I made school calls on on a lot of these guys him included um, I've seen him live I've seen him in person watch his tape talk to the coaches all the deal uh, I've done the whole uh, done the whole background stuff and, and I've, I've heard great things about him they talk highly of him there um, but he is uh, obviously one of a, a lot of players that are it's a good draft now I mean there's a lot of really good players and uh, that'll be in consideration what stands out about him as a prospect I think everything. You know, I mean, he's got got measurables. He's got production. Uh, he plays hard. Uh, you know, so those are all good qualities to have as a pass rusher. Kyle, when you look at Terry McLaurin, what he was able to do last year, do you feel like the receiver position is changing where guys are able to hit the ground running faster than the other college? Well, I th yeah, no, I think that's a good question because I, I think you know, with the wide receiver position, with Terry, why he hit the ground running is it's I really believe it's his character. Uh, it's, it's who the dude is. I mean, he's he's a pro, um, and he's extremely smart. And, and most wide receivers uh, that come into the league and they have have success early, it's because number one, they were mentally able to pick it up, and the different things that we were able to do with him and move him around uh, gave him the opportunity to have success early. Kyle Scott Turner coming in to call plays. He obviously coached a running back who had over 100 receptions for consecutive seasons. Do you feel like you have a back on your team that has that ability to catch that many passes? Yeah, you know, we're going through that now. I do believe, you know, uh, Darius Geis has an opportunity when healthy, you know, he can do all of those things. I mean, he's got good hands. He's good in the pass protection game. I mean, obviously, you guys know him as a runner. Um, but we do have that is a role that we're, you know, we're working through with our guys on our roster and, and could potentially add to that as well uh, for depth. Uh, Bryce Love is a guy that we drafted last year uh, who's coming off injury, and he should be ready to roll. He's another guy that could probably fit, uh, fulfill that role. Um, so I know Scott is, uh, Coach Turner is excited about uh, the opportunity for that. Carl, you mentioned the fact that your dad has a hard time to become a strong man. Now you're obviously vice president of player personnel. When you had that conversation and you sent it up to this role, were there any conversations about after the draft what it might be for you? What are the next steps? Well, yeah, you know, GM's always been, I mean, if you're a scout and you get into this league uh, as a scout, your ultimate goal is to become a GM. Um, it's no different than a coach who's an OC or a quality control. Your quality control coach, your goal is to become a head coach. Uh, that is the ultimate goal, but right now I've got a, a tremendous responsibility and opportunity as in my role as it is now, um, and I plan on attacking that. You know, uh, 
as I mentioned, you know, with my dad, he taught me a long time ago when I was young. He said, put a chip on your shoulder and let that thing roll and don't let anybody knock it out. Um, you got to work like that. You got to attack everything that you do. Uh, as a player, that's how I was. And, and as an intern, that's how I was. College director, area scout, and I plan on attacking this role as well. And if that opportunity comes as a GM, then it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know what I mean? I'm not worried about that right now. How much did you know, Ron, back when uh, you were, you know, your dad was in San Diego? I mean, were you around that much? No, I shook his hand maybe once and met him once, but I did not. You know, I didn't know him, no. How was your assessment, of, your assessment of Dwayne Haskins as a rookie year and how he kind of ultimately right now fits in with what you guys have? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited about Dwayne. And, and obviously, as everybody has seen, he kind of ascended as the season went on. and or the, He played in, what, six games, I think it was. And uh, he kept improving. And I uh, just had a conversation with him the other day. I'm excited, man. He's smiling, walking around the building. He's excited. He's energized. Um, he, all he needs is time. I mean, it's, he's a young kid, man. I mean, uh, you know, he played one year at, at Ohio State, and he came here, and he's played six games for us, and uh, he's got the right stuff. Uh, he's a good kid. He works hard. Um, and we're all excited about the win. All right, so some encouraging words there from Kyle Smith, Vice President of Player Personnel, on Dwayne Haskins. i got to be honest with you. The, with the way they did this, and NFL Network did not cover it, and Redskins.com had technical issues. I didn't get to watch it live. Uh, and I had a bunch of other things going on. So just based on Twitter, it didn't seem like Kyle Smith was as effusive in his praise as you just heard there. So, I, you know, that's a kind of a little bit more encouraging uh, than I thought it came across, at least on Twitter, an instant reaction. So that's a good thing if you believe in Dwayne Haskins as the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins. Doesn't mean... Doesn't mean they're not going to add or maybe change their mind or do something different, uh, but it's at least encouraging for the first time that a major official from the Washington Redskins was somewhat effusive in his praise for Dwayne Haskins. All right, coming up next, we wrap it up with Kyle Smith. Put a bow on this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We're back. You make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, me at Russellmania621, redskinsreport.com, redskinsreport.com, our daily Google News initiative, Locked on Redskins updates, audio updates, daily one and five minute reports available for you. Make sure you download it all. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you spread the word by subscription, Warpath Magazine, and on the radio, 1067thefanandtheradio.com app. There's way, way, way too much of me. I can tell you this much. Way too much of me. I'm trying to get less of me, not more of me. Um, back to Kyle Smith to wrap it up. We've heard a lot about his kind of work ethic from Doug needing to stay in the building this offseason and that sort of thing. Just what did you make of his work ethic this first year? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm excited about Dwayne. Um, uh, he's, he's ready to go. Right now, obviously, at this point, there's not a ton. You know, there are rules and regulations as far as how much – you know, coaches can have hands on or can't even give him a playbook, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But he's ready to do everything that he possibly can. He's getting ready. Uh, the other day he's telling me he's bringing the guys down to Florida to throw with him and, and do the things that he can do. Uh, he's doing all the extra stuff that we expect of him. Um, and he's got a bright future, man. So a, lot of people are wonder, a lot of people are wondering, you know, based on what Arizona did last year, new, new coaching staff, they changed quarterbacks after having taken one. 
Is that something that people, you guys would even consider, or is that something that? Well, right now we're just in the evaluation process. You know, we're we're evaluating every every position. Um, you know, obviously we've got 45 interviews uh, at the combine now. We've got quarterbacks, running backs, O linemen. We got every position lined up there, and we do that for. Uh, you know, there's also scenarios, right? Potential trade-ups. Potent- we got to know what what people are coming up for. Um, we got to we got to build an archive and uh, for the next year. And the me- next year we might trade for another position. Uh, if we don't draft a certain p- position this year and next year one of these trade opportunities comes, well, we go back to our time at the combine. Did we talk to this kid? Uh, self-evaluation, all these things. So we, we evaluate everybody. Um, and, and right now, that's the process that we're going through. Oh, Kyle, running Last back. one, JP. You, you brought Adrian Peterson back, but then you got Darius Geis, Bryce Love, both guys dealing with knee injuries. Is that where is that position for you, and, and where are those two guys specifically with their readiness? Yeah, well, as far as medical questions, uh, I'll refer to Coach for for the medical questions. But we're all expecting those guys to be ready and, and ready to go. Um, it is a good group when you, like you're saying, on paper when you look at it. Uh, but that's not to say that we can't add to that group as well. Um, but we're, we're hopeful that all of those guys, when, when healthy, it's going to be a good stable of backs. Thanks, guys. Uh, Hi, Reed, last one. Professor Conover said that he's met with Kurt face-to-face. They've had some conversation. You guys had that conversation where you identified your four players. You've been here for a long time. Why is Trent Boyce so important to keep yeah, conversations with uh, Trent, you'd have to ask Coach if he, if he did have a conversation. But Trent's under contract, and he's one of those guys, like I mentioned before, that we expect him to report. All right. Thanks, Thanks Kyle. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. All right, so that's going to do it for Kyle Smith, and that's going to do it for this particular episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. We will have more analysis throughout the week of what was said. The big thing that you would take away is how effusive in his praise he was of Dwayne Haskins and potentially what that means. I don't think it cinches anything. I don't think it closes the door on anything, uh, but that's how people are going to take it. And I understand that. Um, I understand that. But we will hear from Ron Rivera, and then we will have more time for analysis and opinions. We're trying to get you both the news and the people that matter, and mix it up on the back end as well. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios.